a sign that said, estamos horneando, no entrar. Yeah. Which to the uninformed... Would be like, we're horny, don't enter. Don't come in. Don't come in. (laughs) (laughs) But actually means we're baking, so don't make that mistake when you're in Spain. Yeah. Excuse me, I'm horneando. Oh, really? Me too. And then it can lead to me too activities. That's a great way to get your podcast canceled. I like bees. CBs live in colonies. Buzzy MCs with a singer for emergencies. Cooperate to pollinate. Never work alone. Just don't bring a honey home to the honeycomb. So, what was your general verdict about Madrid? Just for the people. General verdict about Madrid was, fuck yeah! (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty awesome. It was awesome. And it's hard to be like, well, no, it's not hard, but... That's what she said! (laughs) What's funny is that even though we were in, like, 40-degree weather, I still had a blast. It was amazing. I had a great time. You know, usually that's enough of a deterrent that nobody has a good time ever. But somehow, don't know why, just in Madrid with that weather and all the shit that we did, it was awesome. I had a great time. It was fucking hot. It was so hot. Every day it was close to 40 degrees. Yeah. And we did just about all of our travel through the subway. Yeah. Through the metro. Yeah. Which, which is pretty cool. There's like an interconnected network of like 10 train lines that go through Madrid. Mm-hmm. And once you pay one ticket to get on the train, you can do like endless transfers all around the city. Yeah. So we just hopped from train to train to train to train to train. Yeah. Really exploring as much of the city as we could. Yeah, it was so cool. Yeah. And we're doing this episode now having like left um, Spain, honestly, but we passed back through Madrid yesterday on the way mm-hmm. through because we we flew to France out of the Madrid airport and it was just it was really nice to be back in Madrid <laughs> yeah I don't know why it felt so comforting and we knew exactly where we were going and what we were doing it's actually quite shocking how quick humans adapt to a place mm-hmm. like we were in Madrid for three days like three full days where we did get to use like pretty much a good handful, at least half of the um, the subway lines, and we just knew what we were doing. It's nice. It's nice to know what you're doing. I felt like we had that place on lock. Yeah, we really did. Jess made friends at this little like fruit kind of grocery, fruit and vegetable oh, yeah. <laughs> grocery. It was called Tien Frutas. Yeah, Tien Fruit. And it was uh, Chinese-owned, and the woman spoke Mandarin, and she started talking to Jess in Mandarin, like, oh, are you looking for specific vegetables? And Jess was like, that's my husband. I may have skipped some lines. (laughs) (laughs) Are you looking for specific vegetables? That's my husband. What a a very nice two-way conversation. I don't remember what you really said or what she really said. She, She asked me if there were specific Chinese vegetables that I wanted. And I asked for a vegetable that is Chris's favorite Chinese vegetable to eat. And Which is like a super dark leafy green. Yeah, super dark leafy green, but it's quite extravagant actually. It's like pea shoots, but if you like mix it with like oil and garlic and salt, it's like an unfurled asparagus. 
Asparagus isn't furled. It has little spikes. No, it has I'm, little pokies on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, But, like, if you were to, like, think about Utah, it's like if it were to, like, if the like, little pokies were, like, leaves that you can just, Actually, like, unroll. It does have a little bit of that sharp asparagus mm. flavor. Mm. Yeah. This has been a quite, a, stem. quite a journey through. Uh, the vegetable kitchen. I like it. I like it, yeah. <laughs> I like it. But we got to talking, and she was talking about how she missed those vegetables that I listed off because she would have them all the time in China. But to import them to Spain, and even though she said that there was like quite a, like, um, a vibrant Chinese community in the neighborhood that we were in, they couldn't afford those vegetables it was just another shock of, like, privilege of just being able to eat all the good Chinese vegetables in Canada. Like, just being able to buy it at Safeway. Yeah, we saw a couple Chinese people in Spain, but, like, there's a huge Asian-Canadian population. No, I, n- but yeah, I know is, that, but, yeah. but, yeah, because even though Spain's closer to China, it's, yeah, it, it really is a privilege. Is it closer to China? I guess, like... Oh, actually, you're right. Geographically, it may be closer, like, yeah, a direct but, line, but it's but definitely less accessible. Transport-wise, yeah. it would be so much easier to transport. Way, way yeah. easier. Yeah, 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 you're, you're right, right, you're Spain's right. Spain's, like, right. on the other side of the moon from you're China. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But, yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Chris was right. I just wanted to, I just wanted to get it on record. They could hear my eye roll. I was right one time. <laughs> they could hear it. I and know the, they could. <laughs> I imagine talking about this in like 50 years, being like, I've been right before, and you're like, prove it! (laughs) (laughs) And you have it on the podcast. Once, one time when we were talking about Madrid, yeah, we both, honestly, we both really fell in love with the city. We um, did. Despite the heat. Like, so, Jess prefers to, you know, when it's 40 degrees out during the day, um, either do things early, and then like nap in the afternoon and then do things later on in the evening. But honestly, even after like 6 p.m. every night, it was still over 35 it was, degrees. Yeah. It was crazy yeah. every every day that we were there. And the reason we learned is that there's like this – people probably seen it on, on the news. Like you see the news of heat waves coming through Spain and France and even up to the U.K. It's wind coming from North Africa from the goddamn Sahara Desert. Uh, including, like, dry dust, and, like, it genuinely felt, smelled like being in the Sahara Desert. Yeah. Like, just hot, dry, dusty, hot, dry wind in your face. It was, yeah. It was crazy. I was explaining it to Chris, like, right when we got into Madrid, I was like, you know that feeling that you get when a giant, like, one of those, like, big tour buses pass by you and they're exhaust or whatever because of the AC inside the bus, like, throws out that immense amount of heat at you. And just for, like, a split second, you just feel really uncomfortably warm and then the bus passes and you're fine. It was like standing in that forever. (laughs) Yeah, the whole time. The whole time. You're just in that heat it was like setting up a tent and and resting and like using that bus exhaust vent yeah. as your wall. Yeah. And just living in there. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. We didn't do that much stuff during the heat of the day. Except for the tapas crawl, which was actually pretty great. Yeah. 
That was pretty great. But yeah. so was El Chohin. El Chohin was wonderful. So where we last left our heroes, they were... That's uh, us? Yeah, that's us. Uh. <laughs> they were alone in Madrid awaiting uh, a show from a world-renowned rapper, um, which is super funny because there's a song by El Chohin called Superhero where it, it really starts like that. It's like darkness descends over the city and it's got like cartoon panels like you would mm-hmm. see in a comic book in the music video and uh anyway it's just flavorful mm. <laughs> thanks thanks for going down that path with me um i was really sad that he didn't do that song but anyway so we took the train into this part of town that was like super how would you describe it it was like hip it was like a little yeah. hip part of town like lots of young yeah. people like where we were coming from which was kind of like the latin american quarter like it was nice and it was quaint and it was the first part of Madrid we got to know. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, this is really nice. Mm-hmm. And the people are friendly. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's a little it's a little dingy, but, like, I really like it here. And we spent, like, the first kind of whole two days there and just thought that that was Madrid. And then we take the train over to where this show was. Do you remember the name of the cafe? La Palma. Yeah, Cafe La Palma in Buen Club. Si. And we're walking down the streets, and it was like Kensington and Calgary, or maybe like Yale Town a little bit. There's no, there's no comparison. There's no comparison. It was just hip. It was, it was just, just hip, but like it was like modern hip. Yeah, it was very modern. But like with old architecture, but that made it feel more hip and modern. I don't know how to explain it. It was just fantastic. I bet it was super gentrified, like thirty years ago. Totally. I, I bet that place oh, was just totally. Like there's trash. like a. <laughs> We get to this this cafe, not knowing what to expect at all. And there's like, we're walking down this kind of cobblestone and we see like the sign that says La Palma and there's, you know, a couple people lined up outside there. And it was pretty unassuming, like mm-hmm. this little sign, little cafe. We look inside, oh, they've got a little bar set up. And there's yeah. actually like quite a few people queued up inside. Yeah. We go in and the, the vibe was so cool. It was like young people, old people. like it was, Yeah, people from all different walks of life. There was, like, white-haired dudes there that yep. were clearly in their, like, 50s and, like, yeah. which was good because I was really nervous before we went out. Like, I made Jess, like, change her clothes twice. I was like, I just want to I just want to be cool. I want to feel cool. <laughs> I want for us to look cool. We're going to a rap show. <laughs> and then because El Chohin's been around since, like, the year 2000, the crowd was actually just like us, and it was just super cash. And we ended mm-hmm. up we ended up going cash thanks to Jess's input. Yeah, um, of, fuck it, I just want to look and feel good. I just want to be comfortable. Yeah, and just, just be comfortable with me. And that was the vibe, and it was honestly, like, so refreshing that it was just, like, that was the vibe. It was, yeah. like, just do your thing, be mm-hmm. yourself, and all yes. the people were so diverse and different. Yep. And that the bar was so cool. Got a little, like, gin and tonic, and just got a gluten-free beer. Yeah. And it was it was a little pricey, but... A lot of bars serve tapas in Madrid, right? But with my gin and tonic, they gave me a little a little bowl full of, like, jujubes. <laughs> yeah. These, like, little, like, blue and yellow and red and green and white candies. And I, um, yeah, they were so tasty. And we just, like, there's a little room off to the side where we sat and kind of had our drinks and waited for, the, for the, the door to open inside the venue that would take us into, like, this private area yeah. that was all darkened. And there was really cool movie posters all over the walls. It was mm-hmm. so cool in there. Mm-hmm. I would, I already miss Madrid. Like, I was I like, know. oh, I want to go back. Like, I it was know. So cool. um, but I want to go back with some money and actually do some cool things. So the door opens, and I don't let me tell the whole story if you want to add detail. No, no, no. You can, you can, you can tell. I, I've got a part to put in. 
the door opens and it's like a second bar in kind of, you know, what you might think of as a VIP area in a regular little place. But it was like as big as the first bar, as the first room. And I walked in and it was dark and somebody on my left was like, Bienvenido. And I turned and looked up and it was fucking El Chohin. And dude is tall. Yeah, he's fucking tall. He was like a full head taller than me. Yeah, big dude big and he's got like his head shaved with a beard and like just a kind of intimidating motherfucker and I was just like oh my god and he like put his hand out and I shook his hand and I was like man that's so cool because I'm not gonna say that like I grew up like listening to him I didn't I only started after college but he's a pretty impressive dude and like very like socially aware and just you know we talked about it in the last episode so I won't get into it but he's a pretty impressive dude and the whole idea behind the show was like to have an intimate experience where you just talk like rap in the literal traditional sense of the word just like hash it out yeah and for him to be like hey welcome and like it was just really cool and then and then then, Jess came and then it was my turn (laughs) (laughs) and I didn't realize what was happening like I walked in there's this like big shiny bar that I was looking at with a whole bunch of drinks and I was like oh that's nice and then I hear Chris talking to people and I'm like ah that's just Chris like talking in Spanish 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 (laughs) (laughs) and then I look over at who he's talking to and I've only heard El Chohin. I've never seen El Chohin. <laughs> so there's this big guy who's just like... Bienvenido. And I look at him, and then I realized who he is just by, like... Well, one, like, his charisma and his presence, but also, two yeah. with the way that you were looking at him. Like, you were like... Like, I wanted to suck his dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, not, not actually. Not actually. No, like, like you were just, like, so... <laughs> wowed that you actually got to like touch the man and whoa, whoa, so whoa. i said not actually <laughs> <laughs> so i saw him like shake hands with chris out of the corner of my eye so i stick my hand out to shake hands with him and he like looks at it really confused he takes my hand and then like throws it around him so that now i'm like like holding him by the waist and he leans forward, and I'm like, oh my god, what's happening? <laughs> and he kisses me on the cheek. And so I kiss him back on the cheek, and I'm like, oh, that's nice. Spanish, Spanish, Spanish. <laughs> and then I, like, pull away real hard. And then he, like, is all confused, staring at me again. And he goes in to kiss me on the, on the other side of the cheek. And I, like, stammer like a robot, but with my body. I'm like, ha, 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 what do I do? <laughs> and then so, like... So I, like, stand there while he has to, like, reach all the way across to, like, kiss me on my other side of the cheek. And then when he, like, pulls away. As they do in Spain. As they do in Spain with the little double cheek kiss. Um, Which sounds a lot less intimidating when you describe it as the little double cheek kiss. Yeah, it's a lot less intimidating, but for somebody who's unaware that this is the thing that you need to do, um, especially like, with I don't a know, six with, and a half foot tall, bald, black dude with a beard. Yeah. But also <laughs> like after three years of COVID, you don't really like, Oh yeah, there's that. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I was like, Oh, we're doing this now. And then I remember him looking at me with like this biggest, like the biggest smile across his face. Cause he like, knew that you were like not from here. Yeah. <laughs> and like, he was just like watching me just be this awkward little Asian girl standing in front of him, <laughs> just like staring up at this man, just being like. Ah, like so intimidated, like so scared, and then, and then he says something to me in Spanish, and I don't know what it was because I was freaking out that I actually got to meet El Trohin, hundred percent, just like ignored it, 
turned around and just walked to a seat. And then right when I sat down, I remember Chris sitting down beside me and he's like, man, that was so cool. And I was like, I just met Ultra Heat. <laughs> and I was like, and I just was the most awkward person in the room. <laughs> And then you can see, like, everybody else meeting him, you know, like, yeah, let's take a picture, like, a little double cheek kiss if you're a girl, and a handshake if you're a dude, or whatever. And I was just like, man, I was just, like, the most awkward person in the room, as as per usual. I don't think people were taking pictures, which is part of why, because I wish I'd gotten a picture. And after I sat down, I, I was looking over, and he was still there, and I was like, oh, I should go get a picture. Mm. But I didn't want to, because everybody was, like, so cool about everything. Afterwards, I went on to El Trohin's Instagram, and he had a whole bunch of, like, fan pictures that he was tagged in. Damn it. Yeah. Anyway. Next time. Next time. Next time we go to Un Buen Club. So he actually does it bi-weekly, hey? He, he does bi-weekly, but once in a blue moon. Oh, so, like, he'll do it for a while, and then he'll, like, go away. Exactly, yeah. I see. His uh, last one was, like, I think, like, two years ago. Really? Yeah. And the show was small. There was, what, like 60 people? Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, 30, 30 on each side of the aisle yeah. in, like, a room that literally only fits, like, 60 people. Yeah. And him at the front. And he just, like, w- went back and forth between, like, telling a story. And it was all in spent. Like, just, well, we both recorded the whole thing. But it was, like... First of all, he's the fastest rapper in the world, again, according to the Guinness Book. So his regular speech in Spanish is, like, not the way that English-speaking people talk. (laughs) And it's in another language. So I got maybe half of it, just about less than that. Just, like, imagine, like, a really eloquent Spanish Vince Vaughn. (laughs) Yeah. That's actually, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, he's Mm. totally got Vince Vaughn energy. Yeah. Yeah. But Jess recorded the whole thing, and we still have to go back and, like, transcribe it, because he would talk for, like, five minutes and just ask questions, or, or like, answer questions of the audience, be like, who has a question? It's something that's really beautiful. You get to see the music, but not only the music. I'm trying to invent a place, a space, somewhere that I can mix what I have, what makes you come see my music, with that feeling of drinking a coffee with someone. And it occurred to me to make this place with very few people where not only could I speak, but you would also get to speak. The idea here is the meaning. I'll explain something about what I've wrapped, and from there you can ask a question, a comment, whatever, and share in what comes out of this. Today we're going to start in a way that makes me especially excited, and after that, I'm going to explain to you why I wrote this track in concrete, and from there we can start a discussion. Let me take out the lyrics. Dude's been around for 20 years and, and grown up on the scene and, you know, become a kind of a global phenomenon. So people were interested in, like, how he got his start, but he also talked a lot about, like, how are you, because his songs are really positive, and, like, how do you keep it together, and, like, how do you deal with this, and how do you deal with that? And then he had his, like, personal 
uh, DJ kind of on the side, like just mixing as he went through the set. And he would just be like, oh, that reminds me of this song. Hey, can you cue up this song? Mm. And then after he like answered that question, he'd be like, oh, so like listen to this song and, you know, it'll tell you more about this. Yeah. And then he would just do that song live and then just open up for questions again. It was yeah. so cool. It was. it was such a cool experience. It really was. I can't wait to translate the recording and actually understand <laughs> it. But, uh, yeah. It was nice. It was it was such a unique experience. It really was. It really, really was. That was our big uh, day two. Yeah. Day two Madrid. It was a sick full, experience. Full day one, but day two Madrid, yeah. And then... The next day we went to... Okay, so we ended up waking up from the El Chohin concert, really, really happy, super excited. We went to Tim yeah, Hortons. Yeah, because that was our first, like, awesome day in Yeah, it, it was, was like... You know. it, it was just killer. And then we went to Tim Hortons, talked about what we were going to do today. Oh, yeah, shit. So we got up in the morning the next day, and we were like, we need to go back to this Tim Hortons. Because we, well, we haven't really talked about it that much, but it was, it was genuinely like a sanctuary. Keep in mind that every coffee that we'd gotten up to this point came in a fucking thimble. Yeah. And so went into Tim Hortons and the sizes were like small, medium, large. And the large was like, you know, the size of a large Tim Hortons coffee in Canada. And I walked in and in Spanish, I asked for a grande and she looked confused. Like, she didn't believe me that that's what I wanted. Yeah. She's like, do you want, like, a medium large or, or like, the L? And I was like, no, the L. Like, they can give, yeah, me the, give, me, give me the L. Give me the yeah. big, like, nobody else has ever asked for it. Like, yeah. what, are you feeding a small family a bunch of coffee? Like, why yeah. do you need a thermos full of coffee? Yeah. And it was legit. Yeah. Except I think they use hot milk, which is something they don't do in Canada. Because mm-hmm. it was hot. It was hot, hot, hot. And they had free Wi-Fi. They had maple leaves on the wall. <laughs> And they had a sign that said, Estamos horneando, no entrar. Yeah. Which to the uninformed... Would be like, we're horny, don't enter. Don't come in. Don't come in. <laughs> <laughs> but actually means we're baking. So don't make that mistake when you're in Spain. Yeah. Excuse me, I'm horneando. Oh, really? Me too. And then it can uh, it can lead to me too activities. <laughs> that's not... That's a great way to get your podcast canceled. Let's just... Yikes. Um... So we went back there like every day after we found that Tim Hortons and even posted a picture and tagged Tim Hortons in it so that they would maybe sponsor us with some free coffees and they, merch. Yeah, that's not going to happen. They didn't do that at all. <laughs> we Even though you wrote quite a good note. I yeah, I did. And we thought we had like four full days here instead of three full days. So we were taking it quite easy. But then when we got back to our place and we started to sort of like... Do the math. Do the math. I realized that... Chris had bought museum tickets for the next day, the 17th, and then our flight was out early, early, early morning on the 18th, and I was like, well, fuck. So we only have today. Well, fuck. Yeah, we only have today and tomorrow, and tomorrow's already got the museum, and that's a trip in itself. So let's figure out what we actually want to prioritize. And it was this tapas crawl that Chris had worked super, super diligently on when we were in Gandia because he wanted to make sure that we had the best experience. Jess didn't know about this, but I looked up like, well, I kind of looked up things to do. But the truth is that when we were in Vancouver, I went to get my wedding ring resized one day and there was a woman in there 
who had lived in Scotland for, she was Canadian because her husband was Scottish and she lived in Scotland for like four years. And while I was waiting to get my ring resized, she gave me like this full lowdown on everything to do while traveling in Europe. Like here's the, here's how you should do your flights. Here's how you should do transit. Here's the kinds of places you should look for for Airbnb. And here's some major sites that you should check out in these different places. And she only mentioned one for Madrid and it was the market Mercado San Miguel. It's like an indoor market, but it's really hard to describe. It's like in an open air, but windowed off pavilion, maybe how I would put it. Yeah, it's kind of like um, Granville Island, Granville Island Market. This is like an elevated version of that. Super elevated. I don't even want to describe it because you're so much more passionate even about food and stuff than I am. So like... I knew that this place existed and I was like, if we only have a few days and we're going to do this like tapas bar crawl later this evening, I want to do something during the day. Like, yeah, it's going to be hot as sweaty balls out here, but there's somewhere that I'd like to take you. Cause I knew Jess loves markets. Well, we both love markets and I didn't know anything about it except that somebody had recommended it. I especially love markets. Yes. You especially, well, you especially love foods. I especially love food markets so we took the metro <laughs> across town to yet another like just crazy part of downtown and we came out and walked down the street and i told jess we were looking for a market and i gave her the little spiel a little story about the how the person in the jewelry store in vancouver had recommended it shout out to um grimson's grimson's thank you and what was your first impression when you- i loved it it was amazing i walked in and i couldn't be happier. I was so ecstatic. I walked in without Chris. I started wandering around without Chris and he was upset because yeah, <laughs> he lost me. <laughs> when I found her, she was hiding in the back of a walk-in storage freezer, <laughs> eating pastry dough frozen. She'd been in there for three months. <laughs> I, I well, couldn't believe the things that I was seeing. Your memory is so visual and mine is not, but I know that you can remember it in like crisp, vivid, visual detail. Yes, but you but have Why can't the... you make the words? Because because you're the one who's the wordsmith. God damn it. We need to like mind meld. We need, <laughs> we need to do some, some Sahelu with ava- like Avatar. Oh, yeah. Sahelu Jack. Like meld our brains together. <laughs> Let me. I need to like stick your hair inside my ear, and then we'll. My. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do my best to describe it, and you fill in things. So, yeah. again, ornate, big ornate pavilion, uh-huh. about the size of a size of a few gas station lots stuck together. Like it was pretty big, and. Inside this ornate pavilion, all glass windows all the way around it. Mm-hmm. It was like rectangular. And, and inside of it were all of these little food stalls. But they weren't like farmer's market food stalls, like a counter and some produce. Each one looked like it deserved a Michelin star. Like there was one yeah. that had Argentine uh, Argentinian empanadas. And it was like somebody had spent their whole life perfecting these like baked empanadas. There yeah. was like a frozen yogurt one. And it was like somebody had spent their whole life perfecting this like frozen yogurt and these desserts. And I think there was some videos on Instagram of Jess eating like a lemon meringue pastry, something, but just like life changing. It was a, it was a, it was a lemon tart. A lemon tart. Yeah. yeah. And there was like a little tapas bar inside there. 
that where the cuisine was elevated and there were all these like fancy people sitting down and drinking wine and like having tapas inside there and lots of English speakers. Like it was, it was like we found tourist central and to be fair, this was the only, the only place in Madrid that had been recommended to me by a Canadian who'd traveled there. Like, so, you know, it's on the itinerary of most people. Yeah. Um, but lots of different languages and, uh, There was um, a stand that was made specifically just to elevate tuna, just to elevate tuna fish. So it was like raw tuna, cooked tuna, seared tuna, like tuna poke, tuna tartare. Like it was, it was just everything that you saw in this one booth was all tuna. And then opposite to it, on the other side of it, was an exact same booth all about salmon. Then you had another one all about anchovies, and then you had another one all about um, crab and, and lobster. And there were two oyster shucking places where, like, they had like the 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 oysters in buckets, and you got to pick the oysters that you wanted to a eat. A bunch of different kinds, yeah. Yeah, a bunch of different kinds, and oh my god, I had two oysters, and it changed my fucking life. I, That's twice your life was changed inside this pavilion in rapid succession. I feel like the middle life didn't even get a chance to express itself. <laughs> like, who was this person? I want to. I want to write a whole book about that person's dreams and aspirations before their world was changed. Gone. All right. Gone. Moving on. Goodbye. I am, I am now the version of me where the life was changed by oysters. But these oysters were so amazingly fresh and just so delicious and sweet. And all that they gave me as an accompaniment was just like a tiny little lemon wedge. I don't think I've ever had a better oyster in my entire life. I don't think I'll ever have a better oyster again. Have you had oysters at Joe Forte's? You have, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And these were much better. These were much better. In the in the mountains in the middle of Spain. In the mountains in the middle of Spain. Okay. It was it was fantastic. I would sell you for a bucket of those oysters. Okay. Well, I guess now we know how newest Jess feels. <laughs> um <laughs> Good to know. I don't feel as comfortable now. I don't feel as safe going forward. <laughs> and Jess kept pressuring me while we were in there, like, get something, get something. Like, don't you want an empanada? You've been talking about empanadas. And I was like, ah, they don't have the kind I want. She's, don't you want, like, a, I don't know, there was just, I'm trying to remember some of the other stuff they had. There was just so much good food and, like, all really elevated and specialized. Like, yeah, each there little. There was, like, one stall where it was all about, like, like Iberico ham. Oh yeah, like ham on Iberico, yeah. like yeah, and it and like so elevated. So Jess kept being like, "Don't you see anything you want? Like indulge yourself." But I knew we were doing the tapas crawl, so I was like, eh, "Everything looks okay, but like you know, there's a lot of fish stuff. I'm not really fish guy." But what I did get was an Aperol spritz because they had a little stand just for Aperol spritz, and we haven't been able to get one even mm-hmm. at the Italian place. There's like an Italian restaurant in Gandia, and we asked him if they had Aperol, and the guy looked at me like I was retarded. And <laughs> So I was like, okay, I'll, I can justify. I'll get an Aperol spritz. We're going to drink later anyway. Might as well get the ball rolling. Mm. So as Jess is finishing her oyster, I'm like, oh, you know what would be great with that? Like a sip of this Aperol spritz. <laughs> so just as she finishes her second and last oyster, I'm like, oh, have some of this. Take. And Jess is like, mmm. And then I like went to take a sip of it and, and just got like a nose full of oyster. Just like fishy <laughs> all up on the rim of my glass because like the brine was like still all about her mouth area. <laughs> And then it was all about my Aperol spritz. So I like, I tried to wipe off the rim with my t-shirt like as best I could. But that poor cocktail was ruined for me for the rest of, <laughs> for the rest of its time. Um, but it was worth it. 
it was worth it. Things we do for love. The things know? we do for love. I still cannot believe that you did not have more. Like there was like calamari stands, mm. and there was just no tzatziki. So- yeah, I know. Yeah, you only like calamari with tzatziki. But I tried. I tried it without tzatziki. I know. I but know, go on. Did, give you, you know. Give another stand. I'll give another. Give another reasonable explanation <laughs> for why I didn't. I'm. I'm just. I'm all about that value. Like, yeah, I was there and it was good, but it was like, you know, it's got to be worth it. It's got to be worth. It's. It can't just be novel. It's got to be a worthwhile experience. Like, well, both of the things that I had there was a worthwhile experience. Mm, but me. you have a different palate than me. Yeah. 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 Like a lemon dessert. Not my jam. My jam. Fresh oyster. My jam. Not my jam. Mm. The audience is thinking you're crazy right now. They're like, how could you not with like... You know what it is? I've got pory DNA. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured, I was like, caviar? Like, and like, threw up in my mouth from the thought of it. And I'm like... Nobody in my lineage would have ever encountered this, and I just am not. Yeah. We did, like, a couple laps around there just to, like, check everything. It was, like, the sights, sounds, smells, just the culture inside there, and, like, everybody everybody that we passed was so happy, and everybody was feeling the same vibe, and we walked around there for quite a bit. That is, that is definitely a place where I walked out, and I said, Chris, I need to come back here with money. Mm. Yeah. I need to come back here with money to blow. Yeah, we've learned that this is just a scouting mission. <laughs> yeah, seriously, for when we're actually, you know, somewhat well off. Well, it's not that. Like, when we're going to on a trip just to really experience one place, instead of doing a little bit everywhere, doing yeah. a lot in one, like, yeah, focused place. that's true. That's the difference. Yeah. I honestly, like, I will want to come back, and I will literally just spend an entire day in there eating. I want to, I want to dedicate three hours in there and eat every one thing, at least one thing from every stand. So we step out into this, like, blazing heat. Yeah. I had to finish my cocktail in a hurry because Jess pointed out, I think rightly, that you're not actually supposed to drink in public places in Spain, despite lots of people seeming to do it. No, maybe not. Maybe there's just lots of open-air cafes. There's just a lot of open-air cafes. feels like people are drinking everywhere, but it's not freaking New Orleans where you just wander down the street with a tube of purple bad decisions. Tube? A tube. A tube. Tubo. You say tube funny. That's fine. MCs with a singer for emergencies. Cooperate to pollinate. Never work alone. Just don't bring a honey home to the honeycomb. 